0: Take two, let's try this again. Welcome to Hamlet Pod. to episode 434 of Hand of Pod, our introduction has just been slightly interrupted uh, by the arrival of Dan's girlfriend's sister, and I would not have been able to guess that she, they were sisters. No, there's no family resemblance. Partly whatsoever. because when she appeared just behind me I thought it was actually your girlfriend and <laughs> then realised, no, hang on, she wasn't wearing that coat a second ago, which I went out <laughs> to let her in. Uh, I'm joined by Dan. Hello. And Andris. Hello, welcome. Uh, we've got a fair bit to get on with this week. It's been That's a busy week, as they happened. say. It's only been one week for a change. Well, no, not for a change, but, you know, quite used to having lots of stuff to catch up on when it's more than one week, and this week feels like we've got a lot to catch up on, and it's only been one week. So let's get on with the results. In the league, the following things happened: <laughs> Sarmiento 1, Colón 3, Central Córdoba 1, Racing 3, Independiente nil, Atlético Tucumán 1, Tigre 3, Platense nil, Aldo City nil, River 3, Gymnasia 1, Lanús 0, Boca 3, Estudiantes 1, San Lorenzo 1, Tacheres 1, Banfield 1, Argentinos 1, Newells 1, Defensa y Justicia 2, Union 2, Godoy Cruz 1, Bellezarsville 1, Huracán 1, Barracas Central 2, Patronato 1, and Arsenal 0, Rosario Central 3, Which of course means that the main subject of the day, Carlos Tevez and Rosario Central are now unbeaten in four matches,
1: three wins and a draw. A game which featured not one, but two
0: goals from Central's goalkeeper, Serbia. Two penalties. Two penalties. penalties. Chilabert style. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I was just watching the um, 10-minute YouTube clips before I came out, the Mm. the Liga Profesional YouTube channel, to get, get all the goals together. And having not seen that one, I got a bit confused. I thought they must be replaying penalty right. like three or four times because normally they show it once and then they do the replay mm. um, and yeah it took me a bit to work out because they don't flash up any scores on the screen or anything either yeah. they just tell you who the goal scorer is for all
1: so players. sort of similar to what just happened with Anna and her
0: sister then yes in many ways yeah
1: you're seeing different things but they appear to be the same thing
0: yeah yeah it was a bit of a shame really that they didn't get another penalty later on wasn't it because he had two goals after 23 minutes
2: yeah it's incredible how, how two weeks ago uh, one half of Rosario was high and the other down and now it's the other way. Mm. Uh, because two weeks ago we were discussing about Tevez criticising Carlos Retegui for not training him in the, in, in the working stuff and, and and now he won after the classical another game and news was just the opposite face. As Indeed. news yeah, okay. uh, is still t- just about higher yeah. than Central
1: in the standings but yeah. there's not much in it. They've really... Um Close the gap. Uh, And since you brought up Tevez and Roteca, I want to just make a quick segue because that would have been a very unusual uh, coaching partnership. But this weekend was unveiled possibly the weirdest coaching partnership I've seen in my many years of covering Argentine football. Which, if I hadn't been happening to watch the game, I probably would have completely missed.
0: I think I did completely miss it. I'm wondering what you're going to say. Go
1: on. The new duo... In charge of Central Corva. Uh, their new coach is Abel Balbo, okay. ex yeah. 1994 World Cup squad member. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't coached at all since a stint in Serie D of Italy with Arezzo in 2012. 10 years ago, yes. 10 years ago. And he is seconded by Julio Lamas. Do you know who he is? Basketball. A basketball coach. Yeah, I was going to say, their name
0: yeah. rings a bell for some reason, but I couldn't think why. A very good
1: basketball coach, hmm.
0: but a
1: basketball coach nonetheless with um, zero yeah. football experience, as far as I can tell.
2: So that's going to be an interesting one is to it watch. Is similar to, uh, well, not similar because Ariel Oland is the, the, the main coach, but uh, when he uh, made his debut with defensive hockey, so wasn't he... Uh, he, was, he previously was a, 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 co- a hockey coach yeah yeah but uh, with no experience also I think mm. in football previously I mean I think he'd had like an
1: administrative or youth role he'd like that was his first step in saying I think he went straight from hockey to the to in the Independiente job it was oh. like an intermediate step he was with the youth divisions or he
0: well, was defensive Justicia before Independiente
1: wasn't he yes Yeah, and I think he started in defensive Justicia with their youth divisions or
0: with their something like that yeah it yeah. Was something that, because he was managing was it the Uruguayan national ho- women's national hockey team or something, I but believe so yes then, yeah
1: um, but I'd love to you know be a fly in the wall in the Central Corba board meeting when they decided on this duo um, just like yeah why don't we get this guy who hasn't coached for 10 years and even when he did
2: he didn't really coach much um, we took a basketball coach in there as well um, now no, they will have to wait for violence. him because, of course, uh, you can't pretend from him to get results immediately. Uh, no, and it's similar to what we said about Tevez. Like the good news yeah. for Balbo and,
1: and Lamas is that they can't do much worse. Uh, San so <laughs> Franco-Ruva are not a very good team.
0: No, he's. Uh, it says here, because i have just looked this up quickly and I'm reading something from La uh that uh, Lamas is the... Since I, I'm going to point this out since I imagine that a lot of our listeners, some, one or two mm. might know, but a lot of them won't. He really was ex Argentina national team he was coach. The Argentina uh, national team coach who gave Emmanuel Ginobili his Argentina debut mm. uh, when Ginobili was 21 years old in the 1998 World Cup in Greece. Um, was
1: he the one who won the Olympic gold? It Lamas, know. or was that Hernandez? It
0: doesn't say that here, so I'm going to. No, guess it was, was Mañana, I think. Ah. Or a yes. completely different yes. guy. Yes. Ruben Manian, yes. Yeah.
1: But we can say Lamas groomed them, so maybe. Yeah, so another great. Maybe he's yes. going to do the same to the next budding group of um, Central Corva talents, wherever they
0: are. Balboa apparently also told the press in his first press conference that he wanted to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. Ah! Brilliant. Um, who is looking for a new club. Yeah. So, you know. That could be a I mean,
1: Santiago de Tiro does have a very nice stadium.
0: Yeah, and he has been. Turned down by well, it, the clubs taking into
2: account that, that Luis Suarez was he, 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 really close to River, this it wasn't smoke because he, he, Luis Suarez himself said, oh yes, I was about, we, I think we mentioned this, that if he was about to sign, but when River hmm. uh, was eliminated from Copa Libertadores, he said that it was not uh, competitive, you
0: hmm. know? Yeah, he, he wanted to try and win the, yes. the And
2: now he's no, going to win the Suramericana. Yes.
0: Nacional. Yes, example, uh, for, Nacional, for Nacional. If he can get the in the team ahead of
1: Emmanuel Gilotti. Mm. Which might not be an easy task because Gilotti's been absolutely on fire recently. He just um, uh, won another title with Nacional last night in the Intermedia Championship. They're very good, Nacional. Okay. Good. So watch that space. Gilotti uh, and Suarez. What? <laughs> Who could have imagined? <laughs> you know, going back to the, the theme of... Um, unimaginable double-axe uh, which I seem to have stumbled into. Well, he, he Suarez he, and Gigliotti, what a match made in heaven that his is. First club
2: ever was, his first club ever was La Madrid, the, the, the club that is just near or, or uh, close to a jail and now yes. he will play with Luis Suarez. It's really good.
0: Yeah, I was talking to somebody uh, well, on, on a forum last night and I was sort of thinking that if Suarez had come anywhere in Argentina, I think he's more of a Boca player really though. He does seem fight. the bocker type, yeah. Uh, just the fact that he isn't at all. He once played at the Monumental. a really horrible he, bastard.
2: He once played at the Monumental.
0: Didn't he? Yes. Oh, for Uruguay. Yes, for Uruguay for Copa America,
2: games, America
0: 2011. Yes. yes, of course. He, he won the. You again, yes. That, at that, match, game, that yeah. was the final, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he set up, I think he, he was the one who headed an assist for Diego Forlan to. Very at time, possibly at the time become Uruguay's all time top scorer, but obviously Suarez then overtook him later on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that and back to some of the football that happened in Argentina in the league this weekend. Um, I wanted to make sure that we took the piss out of Dan a bit because he said last week that Miguel Angel Borja wasn't going to do very much for River.
1: I never said that. I think the exact. I said that he was he's superfluous to what River need to do um, for the rest of this season. I, I think exactly uh, he's an exactly unnecessary a, signing
0: Something along the lines of he's going to be a failure, he's a massive fraud or uh, erroneous Miguel Angel fraud or something. Like I'm um, gonna hold on to that one,
1: but <laughs> he's clearly a very good player.
2: Um, he, he was just... But to be honest, I think no, no one thought that he would be such a game changer. Like no, he was quite so quickly. Um, it was his second
0: appearance, right? Because he played, I think, like the last five minutes the week before. Against uh, Gymnasia, yes. Gymnasia, uh, that's right, Yeah, not nice.
1: Let's um, be fair, though. The first assist, the chess, is an absolute fucking fluke. Cause, <laughs> and it's see, it's because Alessi got tries it's to get her away. and just bounces into Palo Yes, he was deflected, puff, but... He yes.
0: played for and got, in my opinion. Uh, so the what, second one, yes, was
2: a, a great okay. assist. Uh, the second uh, one was yes. What and happened the was runs.
0: that um, River had been struggling to break down Aldo Plata mm-hmm. I, so I gathered because I switched the television on about three minutes after uh, Borja came off the bench. I think it won't help to
1: be in. fair that Aldo Cibie were were playing in complete camouflage mm. thanks to the immense fog that was over Mar de Plata, yes. which just made them indistinguishable from the, from the grass. That's the
0: whole of Buenos Aires province, really. Well, and the city, obviously. Cause
1: You'll have to, in the city. I'll have to take you word for it, because I was in sunny oh, Tucumán, yeah, yeah. drinking was... wine out in the, in the heat. It was it it.
0: Out of my window, you couldn't see Parque Chas at all. It was Blatia. amazing. Uh, it was a perfect weekend to just stay at home and watch football and films. Um, but yeah so he came on with 61 minutes played and 10 minutes after that chested it majestically down for Agustín <laughs> Palavecino uh, to run onto and uh, and opened the scoring two minutes later um, got put through by I can't remember whose pass it was
2: Bancos? No no, no the, the other one was uh, Solari uh, no. The, the, no the pass from Solari yes was uh, for the second goal yeah exactly the great pass and then he, he got put
0: through and Just ran it maybe slightly too wide and looked like he wanted to go for it himself. Obviously would have opened his account for Mm -hmm. River and instead had the presence of mind to roll it to Lucas Beltran to double the score. And then from the restart, Beltran charged down um, somebody or other who didn't control the ball properly in the Aldo CB midfield, passed it to Borja and Borja got his own goal Uh, for a 3-0 win. It was, as you said, it was a game-changing uh, substitution, along with uh, Solari, who, in a rather more quiet fashion, had come the, up pretty the, much the same. The difference
2: time. were the signings, as I said sure. last time. That the mm. signings were sometimes were not the best uh, point of Gallardo this time. Well, <laughs> both uh, of the of the new players uh, changed the, the the match, the game. Mm. Uh, Solari uh, with only two, I think, similar to, to Borja, uh, a, a few minutes against Gimnasia, and now another 30 minutes, 25 minutes, something like that, uh, he showed uh, just right away the, the conditions he has and why uh, uh, River uh, looked for him. And luckily, the lucky that River had to play against him for in Copa Libertadores hmm. uh, against Colo Colo. Perhaps otherwise, I don't know where he, he will be observed so closely.
0: Yeah, true, yeah. Um, that win puts River up to 10th, they're now 15 yeah. points. Right. Um, the lead in the league has changed since last week. And it has changed to a team who are seven points ahead of River. Now it is, and it's still, it doesn't get any less weird each time you I read out a new league leader this season. Atletico Tucumán, mm. after 10 matches, he beat Independiente 1-0 uh, yeah. through a first minute goal from Augusto Lotti. I can't remember uh, yes. how it was scored.
2: It was, I think, a, a, a pass from the right, and he was marked by the defenders of, of Independiente. I think it was Barreto, the one who was with him, but well, did nothing. And yeah, it. classic Independiente conceded goal
1: this season. The fence all over the place. Sosa doesn't come off his line at all to, to close it down, and the striker just goes straight in. And, um, and of course, they've done it a few times. And they play uh, under uh, closed doors.
0: Oh, yeah. at Eleven o'clock in the morning on Sunday. It was Supposed to be played on Saturday, wasn't it? Yes. It got um, delayed for reasons I can't remember. We talked about this on Monday when we saw each other. We did we uh,
1: because or... on Friday night, in the Pinyin, they held like a members' assembly, mm. uh, and it basically got interrupted by by fans shouting that they want elections and they want all of Machano out. Police came in and did what police tend to do when they see big angry crowds, uh, rubber bullets, tear gas all over the place, complete fucking chaos, um, and Independiente were very quick to say, right, the game's off, we don't want our fans going to Saturday's game because it feels seems like we're going to get shouted at some more, uh, so we're going to play the rest of um, this weekend's game behind closed doors if we can. Yeah. and that's what happened and I think they even put in a petition to play all of their games for the rest of the season behind really? closed doors before eventually saying they will finally have elections um, at the start of October
0: nice so, so they, they're they, only playing until October behind closed
1: doors most probably yeah well we'll see if this diffuses a, a little bit of the anger it my did. guess is not
0: Really? It did result in one of Andres' predictions from last week sort of coming true because last week Andres joked about how before much longer we're going to have men's matches kicking off at the same time as the women's league games at 9.30 in the morning and it wasn't quite that early but it was before midday which is not unheard of in, in the last few years here but it, pretty
2: unusual. Andres, are going to say something? Uh, Note that... Um, yes, that... Uh, well, I, I know what was I going... What was I... What I was going to say, but uh, uh, the assembly was qu- quite strange because um, at that assembly, most of the supporters thought that uh, the President Guamaniano would s- state the the set the, the, the date for the elections. Hmm. But there had to had to be a, a like a elections junta. I don't know how to say it. A uh, H- commission, or yes, Committee mm-hmm. yeah. which occurred on Wednesday, where they said, well, yes, the elections will be the. Of October I think that is the reason why that Mono only approved the budget the budget and and that was so, the assembly mm. was a, about and and I think that was the, the catalyst yes well, wow.
1: it's quite funny because way that when in what was it 2014 or 2013 Mono allegedly if his laws listen organized that um, that protest in another in assembly when a lot of thugs came in and just hurled chairs at uh, Javier Cantero, mm. his predecessor as president, and which was very funny for Racing fans as well. Um, and he and Cantero um, also had to go scuttling out like um, like a mouse, and Moshana made the most of it. So what well, come goes around comes around.
2: And the, is, is, that the, the, is that the moral? The one who has more possibilities, I think, to win the elections is a, a, a well-known. TV presenter of Argentina. not uh, I don't know whether he's known outside. No, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. right, he's not. Maybe in Uruguay. A push for Uruguay, yeah. yeah no. Any further than I Uruguay. Think, I think the other one, well, Fabián Noman is the name. Mm. The other one, I think, is Rudecindo, who is also the, who is against or, or, or in the contrary of, of Moschano, And it's, it is still not known whether he will, or someone from his... Uh, Side will, will stand for the elections. Of course, he won't. Moshana no, Mabra. Right. Right. Yes.
0: That, no. no. Mm. Uh, I mean, they'll, surely there'll be an official, official, i.e. Uh, incumbents list of... I mean, they have to form make, form, make some sort of ballot, yeah. Yeah. You um, think. Atletico, then, with that win, as I said, go top of the league. They're two points clear. Uh, they have pulled clear of last week's leaders, who, of course, were Argentinos, who were held to a 1-1 draw by Banfield. I did not see this one, but it did involve a... 90 plus 11th minute penalty for Miguel Torren to rescue the draw for Argentinos. Um, so that happened. I'm guessing neither of you saw it either. I did not honestly. Well,
2: it was only one one round that the Argent- Argentinos could keep the leadership yeah. in, that mm-hmm. case, in that case in uh, case and the same will happen with with Atletico I mean eh uh, Boca won they are still uh, far away. And th- I think Racing, as as I said last last time, uh, is closest the closest grande to perhaps reach the the, the the top of the of the of the table. And well, winning against Central Cordoba, mm. I think is in that direction. Yeah, although, the dream uh,
0: Atletico are going to be at home to Newell's this weekend, and Newell's, of course, aren't in great form. So you never know; they might manage to mm. keep their heads above water for another well above water at, at the top of the table uh, for another week. Um, moving on to a match that I'm sure at least one of you did see Dan Racing got a 3-1 win at the Central quarterback yes uh, happy with that?
1: very happy yeah first away win of the season for Racing been a long time coming it really did have to come against uh, Central Corba. I couldn't quite get to the game um, I was in neighbouring Tucumán about two two and a half hours away um, at a at a christening and as it was, well, as a, I'd say winding down, it was still going strong at about 8 eight in the evening, seeing if anyone would give me a lift, and uh, it wasn't happening. So I just stayed there drinking wine.
0: What time was the game? 8.30. Oh, OK, that would have been a bit ambitious. A bit, yeah. And there was there were no
1: helicopters available. Mm. Not that kind of Christmas. Um But, yeah, very uh, solid performance by Racing. Uh, result never really looked in doubt after... Uh, Enzo Coppetti's, I want to say, two headers he got. Yeah, there were.
0: The first one definitely was, sorry. I think the second one, the reason I'm saying this with such confidence and then doubting myself is I did watch the YouTube video. I mentioned this a few minutes ago. I can't remember when the microphone was switched on when I said it or not. I watched the YouTube video of all of the goals from the weekend, which is just (laughs) 10 minutes of them just banging them out uh, on the league's official website. Um, The first one was definitely a header. Yes. And I, and I think the second one, one, was, the second one was as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: There was a bit of a wobble when Centra Corva brought back to 2 1, but then Racing came up with a cracking third goal, uh, which, as I've heard many a time in these programs that are always on, uh, involved 30 passes before
0: Carlos Alcaraz oh, wow. um, finally pushed it over the line. But the 30 passes were not included in the 10 minute. Supercut of all of the videos together. No, because I mean, that, that sure would have doubled passes, the, the running <laughs> time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think even on this, they fast-forwarded through the passes, so it looked all very silly and 1920s-ish. Um, but very, yeah, very good. Very good win. Very necessary win. Um, and the Racing are now just four points from the top,
0: which is good. Um, and it's uh, place. I should have mentioned and in fair place uh, yeah just two behind Atriantinos
1: like, as well uh, so some big fixtures coming up all the same I think there's Clásicos against Boca Classico, a Clásico against San Lorenzo just around the corner um, but if I can get a couple of wins as well maybe maybe the title isn't an outrageous uh, an outrageous dream daring to dream
0: daring to dream um, there was another th- I've just realised that oh no River 1-3-1 didn't they not 3 sorry River one 3 nil not mm-hmm. 3-1 uh, I was going to say there was another 3-1 win for one of yes. the big five sides but I mean there was but I thought that there were three rather than two <laughs> uh, in the Bombonera where Estudiantes uh, we mentioned last week how Estudiantes seemed to have fallen off a cliff since the transition from Copa de la Liga to Liga um, they got absolutely thumped and Boca really deserved. That yes. win, I thought they were. I mean, at least for the first seventy minutes or so, they were completely on top. Um, Marcos Rojos scored. Oof. We've got a question about this later because there were a few long-range screams, but I think Rojo's in this game was probably my favourite personally. As was well, well go some more detail.
2: Perhaps because he's a defender and not so used to, but he might be one of the goal scorers at Boca. I think mm. because penalties and, and I think another header you know. perhaps, and now these. Let's have a look. One Clearly he's one of the goal scorers, or perhaps he's the goal scorer. He's the joint top scorer. Sebastián Misha, Marcos
0: Rojo, Ezequiel Sebastios have all got three goals. Mm. Uh, and obviously Misha and Sebastios are wingers, and Rojo, as you say, is a centre-back. Uh, so that's a pretty good goal. Mm. Um, but yeah, one of the picks for goal of the weekend. Uh, Sebastián was, although I'll reiterate, as <laughs> I don't <laughs> should not be playing. Uh, his was almost as nice as well to make it three uh, one. Sort of long range, wide angle, mm. lob over the goalkeeper, and a brilliant it, it, pass as well from
1: Romero. I think it was yes. Oscar Romero. I yeah. think
2: if but we split the events now, if we talk, to, talk to like the we will say we, we should say that well, the goals that Bisha scores doesn't count. because when he said that uh, in the Copa 2021, that of course Boca was clearly uh, had uh, two goals that were disallowed, I- incredibly by Bar against Mineiro, he said, we won, but we didn't pass through. Well, in this case, uh, the the goals that Bisha is scoring, perhaps we shouldn't count them. Yeah, okay, so Boko won mm. 2 one yes.
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll just pretend it doesn't exist for the rest of the season. Uh, Sounds fair. But yeah, I mean, as I said, I thought it was, it was thoroughly deserved. It was one of the... One of the best Boca performances I've, I've seen in a while, in terms of, you know, not great. they always offer that and, and the, the capability of getting the result, um, without looking particularly pretty, but also in terms of
2: entertainment. But after a quite awful one, presentation against Argentina Juniors. Yeah. Which was, Argentina Juniors is a great team, I think, that, well, perhaps could maintain the leadership, but they are a good team, we could say, and Boca did uh, uh, almost exist in that match against uh, Arrhenius, which who is a team that apart from that, from being a good team, plays uh especially well uh, at home conditions.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I just think now Boca two home wins since that humbling by Banfield um, in the league, and then of course immediately followed a few days later by the exit in the Libertadores, which mm-hmm. was a nil-nil draw followed by a shootout. But he's tight enough
1: away though. Let's yeah, yeah, like no, totally, but
0: at least it feels like they're, they're starting to make the Bombonera a little, a bit of a fortress again. Yeah, though. good place to so.
2: And talking about Argentinos, sorry Sam, uh, Fausto has been uh, transferred to Corinthians, I think it was, mm. one of the mm. best players they had. Now, Brian Romero from River has gone to has been transferred to Internacional. Yeah, I didn't even
0: realize this was being talked about until I saw mm. the
2: headline. Because time. it was one from one day to another. It okay, wasn't one, good. I'm not, I'm not that far out of touch. <laughs> uh, and so there are a lot of players recently some, uh, that were have been sold from Argentina to Brazil. Uh, Juliano Galoppo yes, to Sao Paulo. I was about to
0: say Juliano Galoppo, yes. has been. Uh, we mentioned last week um, he'd been transferred from Banfield to Sao Paulo, but well, yes. we didn't mention last week because I only learned it today you won't be able to mention him
2: anymore
0: no uh, that, that's that's one thing that we did mention last week But what we didn't mention last week is that that is the first um transfer possibly in world football but definitely in argentine football uh where the fee has been paid for in cryptocurrency really yeah oh. uh he was uh transfer marked and, and various pundits here rate him at around eight million dollars mm-hmm. but san paulo uh have quite a major sponsorship deal with a, a crypto Bro's yeah pyramid scheme basically that's all it is everybody knows our opinions on this well, we like Banfield um, and yep yeah, they they've they apparently got a quite large section of their stadium that's given over to just for people who can pay for tickets with cryptocurrency right um, and they arranged with Banfield to pay the transfer fee in crypto. Uh-huh. obviously not an unattractive prospect in some ways for Argentine clubs given the fannying around they'd have to do if they received it in dollars and then convert it into pesos or keep it outside the, but you've got to declare it because you're a football club and everybody knows that you've received millions of dollars mm. so they've received it in, in crypto apparently right. which is um, fantastic for the future sustainability of football well, it feels thing. like a bit
1: of a rock and hard place um, mm. situation for Banfield like, I don't know if they've really thought it through but I guess if Sabala wanted to give him that it wasn't was much they could do about enough.
0: it if Banfield is stupid enough to, to say yes that's fine I'm I hope it tanks in the next couple of months. And land up
2: I don't remember which <laughs> team in the sense uh, said that they will pay their players with cryptocurrencies and they will manage or, or teach them how to use them. Yeah. Apart from that. It's just
0: on on a personal level and a population level, when people and I'm talking particular people, I, I think like in 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 the first world, it's stronger economies who don't necessarily need to worry that much about how they're going to start saving in a currency that doesn't devalue at 40% every month or something, mm. don't need to worry about this so much and maybe should know better. But people in vulnerable economies, I, I was reading a, an article a month or two ago that compared the crypto situation across, I think it was Argentina, Nigeria, um, somewhere in South Asia, and then mm. a couple of Western European countries and Canada. Um, it, it it it's it's a problem because people in in these countries are desperate to find a safe haven to run to because the Argentine peso, you can't save in it. Yeah. Um, and so when you have these organisations and companies or whatever who say, "Hey, this is a fantastic way of saving," but you know they don't well, mention I, that you could just lose everything.
2: I think El Salvador they lot. they, uh, they uh, yeah. decided to put Bitcoin into the normal. Uh, currency, mm. uh, it's dollar and, and Bitcoin, and their corona is nothing. Yeah, they've yeah. lost tens of millions.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, anyway, uh, rant over there. But yeah, Galoppo <laughs> is uh, this will be a really useful answer to a pub quiz question in like five or six years' time. If you get asked who was the first footballer to be transferred for cryptocurrency, because this will be completely normal in a decade, uh, and it's Juliano Galoppo, and you can remember it because, yeah, yeah. as we mentioned many times, such a fun name to say. So we'll end that little rant on a positive note. Lovely. The enjoyableness. Let's just say it one more time. Juliano Galopo. And now in Portuguese. Juliano Galopo. Um, <laughs> did anybody catch Tigre's 3-0 evisceration of Platense? <laughs> I, I chose my verb me there, of course, because Tigre means tiger, and cats like to eviscerate or rip the bowels out of their... Mm. Well, my cat likes to do that with her toys anyway, so <laughs> where the bowels
2: would be if the toys had sure. bowels. Like uh, I did not watch it, so
0: um no not did I. I was hoping one of you had.
2: No. It was a classical, but no, I couldn't. Yeah. No. Uh,
0: anyway, it happened. Um from what I gather, Tigray were well on top. I mean they won three 0 Seems so, yeah. Platense, looking at the stats, don't mm. ever appear to have really been in the game. So well done Tigray. Uh, mm. that puts Tigray up to eighteenth mm. in the league, which sounds really crap, but it's actually mid table, remember? From mm. by,
2: from runner ups to this this position it's... one. Wow. <laughs> Not so strange yeah. for Argentine football. No. Well, no, I mean, a studio... Look, look what's happened
0: to a studio this <laughs> as well, as we've mm-hmm. said. Uh, other good result... We've mentioned Central already, of course we have. We haven't mentioned Barracas Central. The most
1: controversial game of the weekend...
0: By, weekend? Tuesday? <coughs> yeah. Long the, weekend. Um, so, the situation there was, first of all, I think almost before the match kicked off, right? Facundo Sala got sent off from the Patronato bench, the, the manager, um, for arguing about something.
1: I'm not sure of the timeline, but There's he definitely no did get sent off. just
0: says, Benz, and then the match starts. Uh, Nicolás Castro got sent off uh, by, well, by the referee, but after a VAR um, decision, uh, five minutes before half-time. By this point, Patronato had already had a goal disallowed mm-hmm. um, after a VAR decision as well. And then in the second half, Baraka Central went one nil up through Christian Colman. Uh, Juanas Acevedo equalised... For Patronato, and in the 91st minute, oh, in the 89th minute, uh, Pablo Mokchev had a penalty saved,
1: which came after the referee overturned Patronato's goal. Vai, vai. it all oh, happened in the same goal passage. Goal of, oh, wow. It all happened in the same passage of play. So there was a very there was a apparent foul in the Patronato area.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Play continued. Patronato went straight up the other end, scored a really nice goal, and then the ref. Brought it back to bar, called for the penalty, overturned the goal, obviously, and the penalty was missed. Wow. Uh, and that was when I think Patriato really um, really started to get leery. They weren't yeah. very happy with it.
0: Um, and then two minutes after that penalty had been missed or saved, uh, Baraka Central scored through yeah. Sebastián Rincón in the 91st minute. Uh, he was then booked, I'm assuming he celebrated a bit too enthusiastically. You think? And then the match ended. Yes. Uh, no, I didn't catch most of this, so I'm now going to over to, well, Dan, you seem to know why it was controversial, and um, Larry. So fill us in on on the bits that you haven't just told us about.
1: Yeah. Um, after that dramatic ending, uh, the final whistle blew, and the entire padronato team plus a few of their their coaching staff went to make their um, make their case to. Jorge Baliño, who was the on-field ref. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were quite forceful about it. The police got involved. And surprisingly enough, that didn't... Calm matters, it just made it worse. And they just started really getting into it with the the police. They were levering each other. Um, Proper old-school Argentine football on-pitch fight involving the police. Like, I haven't seen it for a while. And the upshot was... Four of the Patronato team, plus their goalkeeper coach, I think it was, uh, spent the night in prison in a police station in Flores, around the corner from uh, uh, Old Boys Stadium in Floresta. Mm -hmm. And they finally got out on Wednesday, uh, managed to get on a plane back to Entre Rios and went home. But they spent the night in jail for their part in
0: this um, fracas. Proper old-school Intercontinental Cup style. Absolutely, yeah. A, a slightly lower level of play, probably.
1: Yes, and Patronato's gripe, uh, which has been repeated kind of irresponsibly, I think, by a lot of even kind of serious journalists, is that uh, Barca Central are getting all of the advantages and everything's biased towards him.
3: Mm.
1: I, I mean, have you seen guys talk about this? Like
0: yeah, I mean, of course, because we've mentioned before... Respected
1: voices in Clash of Football.
0: Being the president of the mm. AFA and everything, it was always going to be mentioned. We mm. have mentioned it a couple of times on when they were looking like they are mm-hmm. going to be promoted, and then again yeah. since they have been. But I have to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of their games. I've caught snatches here and there, yeah. and I think I've watched maybe two of them like in full. I've not seen an awful lot of evidence of it.
1: No, I mean, and they've lost as many, or if not more, of them. Than... Then they've won. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not doing much.
0: I remember towards the after, after the first few rounds of, of the Copa de La Liga, we were sort of yeah. slightly irritated to have to admit that they do seem to be just quite good at playing football. Occasionally, yeah, they lose a yeah. few games. But I mean, as well. considering that, that they're obviously not going to be pushing for the league title. No, but the games they win tend bad. to
1: be on their own merits. Yeah. Um, of the decisions on Tuesday, uh, the offside was really one of those marginal ones. Like. Um, the guy who... who this was the first, in, goal, right? in, in the first
0: goal, right? The time. first
1: uh, overall goal, yeah. Right. Um, the guy was in an offside position, uh, but it was one of those where you know, it, it takes a deflection between the defender, the attacker, another defender, the ball boy, all that. It's kind of pinging around all over the place before it reaches him. Mm-hmm. Which is very marginal. I remember there was one a while back as well where between Tigre and someone or other, where yeah. it happened and Tigre got the, got the call, it was given a go and they went on to win quite comfortably that game, this was in the Copa. Um, I think it's one of those where it can really go either way, it's just pure, uh, a pure judgement call right? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and it comes down to whether the defender meant to play the ball or didn't. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I think the attacker does. I'm very confused about that wording,
1: but the attacker does kick the ball into the defender, but the defender's also going into it, but he doesn't make contact first. Hmm. As I say, like it's probably an area where uh, FIFA or the international board, whoever um, takes control of this stuff, could do with um, clearing up the language a bit because it's not a particularly uh, particularly cl- clear part of the uh, the laws of the game and especially with VAR and that it gets a bit messy uh, the red card I thought was a stonewall red card no doubt about it uh, Castro I think it was right yes uh, goes straight into the um, Baracas player standing leg with his studs up and
0: oh I, I saw a replay of that yeah. later on yeah that was na- very nasty
1: Yeah, the penalty I think was more doubtful uh, I wouldn't have given it kind um... of the guy goes down very very theatrically in the
0: box. There is contact, but not much. Um, if, the but, penalty, if the penalty wasn't given, then was the goal at the other end yes, uh, valid?
1: Would, yes, right. as far as I know, yes. Um, so all three decisions. Uh, there wasn't much in it, apart from the red card, which was definitely a red card. Uh, could have gone either way. But I think, as we said, the problem is that if this perception is here that the AF bent mm. and um, and give him Barraca Central favours um, and this is an opinion that can be freely shared even in you know the sports pages of La Nacion which is supposedly you know the conservative serious paper uh, with all the best journalists I mean it's a big problem and Santi and, something. and something. Uh, that's a big problem and obviously it's a lot uh, the AF thought as well because they've just mismanaged everything to do with football so badly mm. for as long as anyone can remember. Well, and Obviously, fact, they don't have the credibility to be yeah. able to say, like, no one's going to come up and defend them. Nah, give it a rest. Like, let's give them the benefit of the doubt because even the Afford goes as far as to just favour the president's team. No one believes that because they've done so, yes, so the much thing shit.
0: Thing is that yes, th- and also, they spent, what was it, 30... 30- six years or something under Grandona favouring the president's I mean literally the president's team the team that the president had founded uh, in order that well I think that we uncovered that that actually wasn't true at some point right that he he hadn't actually founded them so that his kid could get a match after being turned out of Independiente but um, (laughs) that was the way that the story always used to go Mm. but you know it's not as if the AFA doesn't have form for it and it's not as if we'd all go, oh, no, cheeky Tapia is as honest as the day is long. I would definitely trust him yeah. with you know, a, a $1,000 loan or something if he was hard up for cash <coughs> and, and expect him to get it back to me. But um, this particular accusation at this moment in time doesn't seem to carry much weight.
1: No, but it's going to come out and teams oh. like Padrenato are going to go... The thing is that uh, Barracas games with their guard up and ready to just kick off with... Any kind of hmm. decision that they feel goes against him,
2: uh, it's not great. The thing is that these controversial calls happen when Chiquitapia Tapia there in the stadium. Yeah, You won't say, well, it's, not, it's not nothing to do.
0: But the other thing...
2: But, but he's probably going to see 20 Barracas games this year. Yeah, And
1: we didn't like this because he's, there wasn't a controversial call. He
0: doesn't hide that he's a fan. And the other thing is that there are controversial calls or, or controversial in Atlantic calls. In every match, almost mm. every weekend in Argentine football, partly because the press is so eager to make a controversy out of everything, so sometimes there'll be a game where there's not really any controversy at all. If you're watching yeah. it with the commentary, off. it's
2: impossible I mean, for the, on the <coughs> internet the next day and everybody's up in <coughs> arms about it. It's impossible for the football environment not to think that it has to do when Barraca Central in other times were, uh, I think, San Lorenzo was clearly. Uh, I don't know where he was disallowed. He had disallowed goals, and Barragás was a benefit with other goals, and well, <laughs> it happens once. It happens once, and you say, well, yes, referees have mistakes like like everyone. It happens twice, and perhaps, well, uh, the the environment starts to think that it has <coughs> to do because to, to Tapia's <coughs> presidency and and. Though he's not anymore the president of Barraca Central because he's the president of AFA, but he goes to the stadiums and watch the games and, and the referee uh, has that, that, those calls and the the, 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 the ball of smoke, um, of, of snow starts to, to Yeah, be exactly, bigger yeah, starts to
0: accumulate. Yeah. Um, on that note, that was Dan that you could hear coughing as I was talking just then uh, so we're gonna let him go off for a nice soothing cigarette mm. to uh, calm his throat. I'll refill the glasses and we will come back for a second half in which we'll discuss Copa Argentina, a big shock in the Copa Argentina, and some other things right after this music. Estadio Monumental. Mm. Uh, this is because we've talked about, previously, about how River are expanding it by adding seats closer to the pitch. It's a controversial idea, I know. Mm. Uh, but you are now going to be able, starting next year sometime, to be able to sit in the Monumental within about half a kilometer of the pitch. It's gonna be really good. Uh, and apparently, it's gonna be the stadium with the highest capacity in South America, which um, I hadn't realized. It looks very nice, unfortunately. <laughs> They're painting the seats grey and that's made Omar and La Bruna rather upset. Yes, um, sorry Omar. Um, and uh, I mean, in, in fairness, if anybody's allowed to be upset by things at River
2: um, anyway, should be listened to. You, you know. will watch that when there were there there are no matches playing because I, I don't know if it was 12 11-12 matches that River has been sold out. There are tickets which you can't see the, the colour of the, of the seats mm. if yeah. you see people so uh, of course when it's empty you will see great but yes indeed yeah so they've already
0: put these tickets on sale and as Andres says they've already sold them out no I just went into the Copa de la Liga um, results there but I meant to go into the Copa Argentina which we have had Uh, one match in since we last recorded I think let me just check yep Yep. one match Uh, and it was last night and it was Mm. a dramatic one Uh, Tigre against Deportivo Madrin, who have been mentioned in not too distant past here on Hand of Pod when we got listeners' questions about the furthest south team ever to play in the top it flight. Did. They They weren't, but
1: they weren't far away.
0: Yeah, they were one of our ideas, weren't they? Uh-huh. I can't remember whether it was because they have not played in the top flight or because we found somebody yes. else further down.
1: Possibly because they have not played possibly, in the top possibly flight, Possibly yes. both, but anyway. Because Comororo Rivera was the yeah, furthest was south,
0: right? The Nacional, yeah. Uh, anyway, Tigre went... Uh, the first half was goalless. Uh In the second half... Uh, oh, no, it wasn't. Sorry, what am I talking about? I'm getting confused <laughs> by the graphic here. Okay. Pablo Magnin missed a penalty for Tigre in the 39th minute. Uh, in the... oh, they haven't bothered to... Sofa scores not bothered to put a half-time divider in here, this is why. Um, And then, in the second half, Leonardo Marinucci opened the scoring for Deportivo Madrin to make it 1-0. Victor Cabrera equalised for Tigre, 66 minutes in. Two minutes after that, Madrin had their advantage back through Lucas Gonzalez, who then added a second for himself and a third for his team to put them 3-1 up with 15 minutes remaining. Alexis Castro brought it back to 3-2 with nine minutes to go. Agustin Orbando equalised for Tigre in stoppage time. And then Madrin won the shootout mm. 4-2, which means that Madrin go through to the one-eighths of final, or the last 16, as we call it if we're talking normally, um, for the first time in their history in Copa Argentina.
2: Well, yes, after, uh, after, after defeating Huracán, I think, in the previous round, mm. and after travelling more than 1,000 kilometres by bus. By bus, yeah, yeah. Um, they, I think it was Huracán, yeah, it's not showing
0: up here on their recent matches, though, hang on. Oh right, it was eight. A- it was back in May. It was their previous <laughs> round? That's why. Um, but yes, it was automatic. Also on a shootout after a 0 nil draw. Um, they have been doing not especially well in the Primera Nacional. They're in thirteenth, so they're in the bottom playoff spot. Yeah, that's an awful lot of playoff spot, isn't it? Considering
1: there's what thirty-five teams in that league, it's like definitely top
0: half of the table. Indeed. Yeah. Well, it's uh, there are thirty-seven teams in fact.
2: So, yes, who, will, who will play against now in round of 16? Is, is it right? I don't know whether we know yet. Let me just mm-hmm. check. Uh... Because Rubio, who, who recently defeated Barracas Central 3 0, now that we, we mentioned Barracas, uh, they will play against Defensive Justicia. It's quite a, a tough rival for what we are used to. I'm going to say whether it's on.
0: Tromiedos, uh, they will, it looks like it might be, hang on, they're going to play, um, god, they're not scrolling down to do here, ah, it's the very bottom of the bracket, that's why, they're going to play the winners of Rosario, Central, and Quilmes, Mm. so, Rosario, Central, um, oh, and that's interesting, if if Central do beat Quilmes, and if they then do beat Madrid, uh, then they will play in the round after that which is the quarters maybe or uh, quarters yes uh, then they would play the winners of Agropecuario versus Boca Uh. Carlos Tevez managing against Boca in the Copa Argentina would be tasty Um, but anyway this is all all about um, Deportivo Madrid so congratulations if we have any Deportivo Madrid fans listening speaking of the
1: Primera Nacional we had a couple of Interesting little stories this week, because they had a midweek fixture. Uh, First, Deportivo-Riestra's home game against Ferro couldn't take place. Oh, yes. Because the entire Ferro squad, up to 20 players apparently, uh, came down with the shits. Uh, They had to be treated for food poisoning and dehydration um, after what I assume was a very dodgy um, pre-game meal. Uh, and Riestra were, were very good sports about it this, they agreed to just suspend it and not take the points or insist it went through oh, so good for, good for Riestra and I hope all of the Ferro players get well soon and then late and I mean late on was it last night or Tuesday night one of those nights Belgrano the leaders runaway leaders of the Primera Nacional welcomed mm. Mendoza's Independiente Rivadavia in a game which.
0: Last last night, just to interrupt. Last night.
1: Wednesday night. Um, And almost went into this morning because the the power went out about 10 minutes into the first half. Mm. And it took about half an hour to find a generator to be able to get the floodlights back on. And the first half ended up lasting almost an hour and a quarter. I remember turning it on last night. Um, Having it kicked just... off
0: at, at twenty-five
1: to ten. Yeah, it was uh, it was a late one, um, and I saw in the end uh, because uh, just was well sort of towards the end of the first half, but not really. We were into the forty-fifth minute of the first half, plus twenty-eight minutes to stoppage time. Nice, um, and Independiente revadavia's Pablo Palacio managed to get booked in the 61st minute of the first half, which has to be some kind of record. Who has nothing to do with Rodrigo, right? What? He might not. I mean, apart from that, he's got the same surname. Um, I can't say any more than that. Um, Belgrano let the game slip. Um, they, went at, they went ahead just after the second half in the 52nd, in inverted commas, minute. After With uh, Pablo Begetti's goal, and Independiente Rivadavia scored the equaliser just before the end in the second half. Which, thankfully for everyone involved, went the regulation time, and they were held 1 0, and are now seven points clear of San Martin de Tucumán at the top of the table, albeit with a game in hand. Game in hand yeah. So they're looking good, Belgrano, as long as they can, you know, as they, if they can keep the lights on they're looking good to get back in the top flight for the first time since 2018 this oh, is a 17 this isn't around robin home and away now this year is it uh, no they're only playing so there would be 72 games if there were no no each team only plays each other once
0: I see so, place, so it's actually you're... like a normal um League campaign so most uh, normally in Argentina so most of the teams have got uh, 11 games to go and Belgrano have got 12 games to go basically yes so they're like like more or less two thirds oh Belgrano are exactly two thirds the way through the season in fact I should say most of the teams are just a bit more than that Um, women's national team Uh, we talked about them a little bit last week I gave you a little bit of an update after the theme music about what was up for grabs uh, unfortunately, it's not been good news since, it's kind of what we expected, and in fact it was a better performance overall. Um, this was the game
1: the you went to watch after leaving us in San right?
0: Yes, I only caught the tail end of it by the oh. time I got home, but um, Argentina lost 1-0 to hosts Colombia in the semi-final of the Copa America Femenina, as, as I said, as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so the final will be Brazil versus Colombia and Argentina will play Paraguay at nine o'clock tomorrow night for third place. Uh, and that is for an automatic spot in the, the World, Cup. World yes. Cup, which is oh. the next, next year, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they lose, they will have a, a playoff. Yeah, right? so fourth and fifth uh, go to an intercontinental playoff spot. And
2: there's also... The Chile are, are fifth, and so Argentina... We have to play and win another match to. If they lose mm. tomorrow, of course.
0: Yeah, there's there's also uh, I think Argentina already guaranteed a spot in the Pan American Games and possibly the Olympics up for grabs okay. as well. Um, Chile, I think. It was it, yeah. I had this open in my Wikipedia app and it turns out I must have closed the tab accidentally at some point. So um, if you want to hear about Charles V, yes. Holy Roman Emperor, then I can read that to you. But I do. I kind of um, That's my girlfriend's bedtime time reading at the moment, but I can't read to you about the. Um, Exact qualification spots. Okay. But the important, important thing is nine o'clock tomorrow night. So 24 hours from right now. TV Puglicka. So this is
1: a third place playoff which actually means something. Exactly, yes. Sure. Yeah. You asked for it and they heard you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, fingers crossed. I think Paraguay yeah. are supposed to be quite a good side. Yeah. Uh, I obviously don't know as much as Tony does but Tony can't be bothered to turn up and record with us. And I um, realised I... i realised I realise I
1: never gave an update on how Argentina's oldest club are faring in their first professional season. Go on. Uh, you might remember that a few months ago, I giddy with, giddy with excitement, I revealed that Mercedes, mm. who claimed to be Argentina's oldest football club, uh, were finally joining the ranks of the Primera D. Um, they've just finished their first half of the season, at least, because the Primera D is Divided into Apertura and Clausura. But they didn't do too well, unfortunately. Um, they finished rock bottom, uh, drawn on points with Deportivo Paraguascha, which is a place you never want to be. Drawn on points with Deportivo Paraguasha. Uh They managed to get six points from their ten games. One win, three draws, seven goals scored and 18 conceded. So that was the worst attack and the worst defence in the whole league. Um, and but they've started the Clausura a little bit better. They got a draw in the first match at least against against Muniz Muniz, who were good in the Apertura. They came second, so maybe this is a this is a chance for Mercedes to shine a little bit more. We're overrated for him.
0: Yeah, so, SofaScore seems very confused about how this all works Because SofaScore's got the Apertura table yeah. And underneath it, the overall table But there's no mention of the Clausura
1: The overall table is irrelevant Because the winner of the Apertura And the winner of the Clausura Will play off for the only promotion spot
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I thought yes. I'm just
1: um... Unless the same team wins Apertura and Clausura And they'll go straight up I'm just The winner about... of the Apertura, by the way Since you're all asking Was Centro Español
0: Yes no, I'm just confused by the fact that they haven't bothered to put the Klausura table up at all, although I suppose we are only one, one in five yeah. matches into the first round of games. Or is that, in fact, are those five matches... Yeah, those five matches are the first round of games, so we're one round okay. in. So they really should have the table up by now. But anyway, SofaScore doing shit things. Surprise, surprise. This podcast is not sponsored by SofaScore. Nothing. Um National team, men's national team... News is that while we've been talking, there's been an awful lot of talk on the television, which is muted over in that corner of the room that I'm pointing out and that you can't see because this isn't a videocast, uh, that Lionel Scaloni is expected to renew his, or extend his contract with the Argentine national team after the World Cup. Piafa, in a move that Julio Grandona would never have stood for, are offering the manager some job security regardless of what happens at the World what? Cup. What? And I'm certain... We, we saw quotes on, on the television Chiron from the people the, the angry men shouting about football one of whom was quoted as saying that uh, Scaloni deserves this and that he has to stay whatever happens and I'm absolutely certain that that same person if Argentina go out in the quarterfinals to a dignified penalty defeat to England will be absolutely screaming for Scaloni's head and saying that this is completely unacceptable and that there's no way that he can I don't see the point
2: of, of announcing it now but okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I,
0: it does seem like strange, to, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that
2: it's happening and I think it's a sensible yeah. thing to do, but I agree that the announcement but is a bit like... And, and apart from that, I think that uh, as as well as when he uh, became the manager the, or the coach, now there is no other coach. If you, uh, said, if you think of, well, Argentina losing against uh, Poland and uh, getting a draw against uh, Saudi Arabia and going out of the World Cup in the first round, like, happened, for example, with what Marcelo Bielsa at at Korea Japan 2002. Hmm. Uh, there wouldn't be any any other uh, coach that could 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 be there uh, instead of of, of So uh, Pochettino's out of work.
0: At well, the moment, I yes, suppose. but but um, actually, I, I started off saying that sarcastically, and then as I <laughs> <laughs> carried on talking, I was like, no, actually, he, he might take the job given that he actually is out of work. But um, But yeah, I mean, as you say, I can't really see the point in announcing it, even if you are going to agree it now. But I suppose everything gets leaked these days, doesn't it? Yeah. I I, I just think it might have been nice for them to maybe leave it until Monday before saying anything, because, again, the women's national team are about to play one of the biggest matches in their history tomorrow night. Mm. Maybe let them have the limelight for a day or two. (laughs) You know, It's a crazy idea, I know, but uh,
2: here we are. Have they thought a little about the national team the female national team as, as you said uh, there will be anyway uh, living in Argentina could, will be able to watch it mm. with no link no internet or no uh, if they don't have the right direct TV they could watch it anyway so I think they, they said oh there is a national team that plays tomorrow well not tomorrow when they announced that they will be broadcasting it so uh, yeah the semi-final was broadcast on
0: public TV and the third place playoff as I mentioned is, is going to be as well uh, so that's something yes. um, obviously I, you know, I assume if they make the World Cup then the, all of the matches will be because they were at the last World Cup um, so yeah shall we move on to listeners' questions or can either of you think of anything else we're forgetting move to on. say was there not something else I feel like there was... was. covering a lot it's, uh... it's always a risk with this podcast that we're going to forget something so let's just go for uh Twitter notifications, gaucho Doce, uh said, actually, he got this question in uh, 24 hours too late for last week's podcast, so I'm going to ask it for him now instead, well, I assume it's him, Oh, Gaucho, so yeah, it must be, uh, why does Ibarra hate Changito? First of all, <laughs> Dan, I asked you this question earlier because I hadn't heard the nickname, uh, so I'm going to let you now explain to our listeners who is Changito,
1: and who's Ibarra? Uh, Ibarra is Hugo Ibarra Boca's interim uh, coach at the moment slash next attempt to be Ole Gunnar after Batalia and Changuito is Ezekiel Savasas probably one of if not the most promising young players currently in in Boca's ranks yeah, um, and despite Is that still Onions yes Onions with a Z yeah it doesn't really work does it no but we could put Onions Onions if
0: you spelt it with a U instead Onions U I'll take a that
1: onion, with, a, with, a, with a U and a Y maybe yeah. Onions yeah um, I don't think he hates him um, just isn't playing just, just, him just him isn't playing much yeah uh, I saw him a bit on Sunday and he does a lot of the right things, but he, does, he makes a few wrong decisions as well. He's mm-hmm. still, still very young, probably doesn't want to... Um,
2: in fact, though he hasn't played in the exact same position, he's replacing Salvio, who, who mm. has gone. So he's perhaps one of the first options. Yeah,
1: win. so I'm guessing as long as he doesn't run any, yes. run anyone over in Puerto Madero, <laughs> he'll do better than Salvio. Uh, so fingers crossed he can he can clear that admittedly lie bar but he definitely is a good talent um, bit of a chicken and egg thing because he looks sometimes a little bit unsure of himself probably because he hasn't played that much but he's not going to get any more sure of himself unless he gets a, or, or perhaps a he plays, in the first
2: team so he plays individually too much sometimes uh, but it's it's not no, nothing strange he's yeah. football. for a kid exactly, yeah
0: um Christopher, oh, I hope I'm going to say this properly. Christopher Ginane, sorry if I mispronounced that, Chris, Christopher, uh, says, I'm sure you've answered this before, but what is the best fernet to coke ratio? I've been working with one to three, but saw a recipe online for 50-50, which seems like madness. And now, that sound you can't hear is my knuckles cracking. This is finally a question Sam can answer. None of them are actually crackable at the moment. I've got one or two out there. Um, As somebody who has been informed by someone who went to university in Cordoba, that I made the best Fernet he'd ever tasted. That's that's Tony, in case you were wondering. Um, I don't do ratios. I would say you get a glass that's roughly half of a British pint-ish, stick a couple of good-sized ice cubes in there, and then just count as you pour 100, 200, 300, 400, counting in seconds, Uh, and when you reach four, just slowly lift it out and then top up with uh, fernet or in my case tonic water. It's, it's very nice with tonic as well. Um, so yeah, I think that that works out normally just eyeballing it at a bit less than 1 to 3, it's probably about 1 to 4. But I don't do ratios, I just do counting. Uh, so, good question, thank you for asking it. Uh, if you're a Patreon, of course, then you can get access to my exclusive uh, video tutorial on how to pour fernet. And it, the good news is that this also works if you're doing gin and tonic Or rum and coke, Mm. or you know, any other basic mixer as well. Uh, Very, very similar uh, proportions. So, yeah, obviously, if you're working with a like a pint glass of Fernet for some reason, then it's going to get a bit more complicated.
1: Or a sawn off
0: three litre coke bottle. Exactly, yeah, in that case, it does get more. But I agree that 50 50 is is frankly shortly after you discover Fernet when you're in your early to mid 20s or something, or you know, younger than that if you're Argentine, Mm. I imagine. 50 50 could be fantastic fun, but you yes. you know, it, it it's nicer with not quite so much of it. <laughs> uh, Rob Fitzpatrick says, what could I don't know? This is something that we completely forgot to mention when we were discussing Independiente earlier. What could Falcioni bring to Independiente this time around? Wise appointment, and yes, you heard that correctly. Julio Cesar Falcioni
2: mm-hmm. is back again yeah. at Independiente, at least until October, because mm-hmm. we don't know whether what what will happen mm-hmm. if. Domán or Rudecindo or, or the official uh, the the one who's uh, Moschano's uh, board member or or we don't know uh, will be the president. Whether they will like uh, Parsoni to continue? So, yeah. So it's uh, one month for sure.
1: I think the easy two months. Sorry. The easy answer to this one is that uh, he brings a cheap option for a club which doesn't have much money and he brings what he brought last time and what he always brings to a club um, a nice organised defence a team that's not going to give up much a team that doesn't lose particularly often a
0: team that you're going to want to claw your eyes out to avoid having to actually watch
1: But I mean that's already the case for Independiente and they're losing a lot of games so uh, you
2: know the the fans aren't going to have any eyes but at least they'll have a few points indeed it goes a little bit better Accepted that they wo- they and they won't have any signings, new signings, because as I think Dan said, the, the in the last episode they have uh, not the 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 money of the television rights have been uh, they they quit the, that money because of the, mm.
1: the embargo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's a bit of an omission of defeat, really, because you could see with the the prior appointment of uh, Dominguez that they. We're looking to play a bit more of an expansive, modern, inverted commas kind of football. Yeah, that's And they just didn't come off. And now it's yeah, back to the back to the wall. Get points wherever they come, penalties and goals, I
3: don't know, knocking
1: the volume with your ass. It's all fine. That's it the thing I
0: wonder be... about because when you have a squad that's been put together by one manager and you bring in another manager mm-hmm. with a very different way of playing, sometimes it can be difficult to adapt. I mean I guess
1: I don't think it's been put together by anyone in particular no, that exactly. squad, that's that That's one thing. By like a so
0: drunk
2: that. man throwing darts at, uh, Eduardo at a load of photos yeah, on a board. Eduardo Dominguez could never make independent play like he wanted so mm. that line is quite difficult to, to see but um, I, I mean yes that's what I, what I was going to say. But in theory Falcioni is like the ultimate safe pair
0: of hands really. Yeah.
1: He's not going to make a disaster of it.
0: Yeah. Um Darren Paul says, what was, what was with all the caps lock on Scorchers scored this weekend? I think Narrojos might have been the pick of the bunch. Uh, Johnny replies uh, that the little lad from San Lorenzo was oh. tops in his opinion. That's Nahuel Barrios. I would agree with Johnny in terms of circumstances because Barrios got an equaliser just outside the box in the 90th minute uh, to claim a 1-1 draw for San Lorenzo.
2: At that that made San yes, Lorenzo Scherz. continue being Deportivo Empate. And he really yeah. is very little. Oh.
1: Barrios, he is. He's tiny. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to look up exactly how little, but he is on the uh, on the tiny side for uh, professional footballers. One about
0: five foot seven, five foot six, or something. No, I don't a he... Even smaller than Lisandro Martinez, so as we've all learned this week from the English language press, is officially the shortest person in world history. Mm. Um, Keko Vichalba should be also another one. Hmm. But yeah, there were as I said, I, I watched before we started recording the. Uh, the, the video of all of the goals together and there were a number of bluters. Um but yeah I think that as I mentioned earlier I think Rojos for me as well was, was my favourite in terms of the just the way he takes it down and then hits it so quickly mm. and so cleanly um, and the to enthusiastically embrace a massive cliche so little backlift. In the shot, you know, yeah, he was in the net before the goalkeeper really realized. I can,
2: he because I can you,
1: tell you, Sam, that you have wildly overestimated Barrios's height 5'4, five, 5'3, five,
0: 156
1: centimetres, so 5'2. Five, five. Really, that's
0: small, yeah,
1: because wow. you got 30 centimetres to yeah. a foot, my 150. Bloody hell. <laughs> just clear it out, yeah, wow. Okay. That is very, very small. That's Buona, not the Maxi Morales
0: territory. Mm. So it is. Uh, Johnny also has a question of his own. And it's an excellent one. He what? says, Is Carlos Tevez the next Angel Capa? I mean, <laughs> there are, as Johnny well knows, because I know for a fact that he was in Argentina when Angel Capa was in his ascendancy. Um, th- there are so many different angles to attack that question mm-hmm. from. If, it, if we take it from the side that most... A lot of people would dislike both of them. Definitely. (laughs) Attractive football ultimately isn't going to win anything. Yeah. Might come close. It's highly unlikely uh, to be the manager who gets River going on the road to relegation.
1: As much as he'd love to.
0: He's unlikely to actually be River manager, of course. Um,
1: I'd like to see him in a cardigan. Then I think I can really make this comparison. mm -hmm. Is Tevis a... A big cardigan wearer. I mean, he does play golf, or not? So
0: I'm that I don't Imagine leaves him
1: open to the possibility of wearing a cardigan. I,
0: I'm going to type in Carlos. I'm, I'm going to type in. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> phone type in Carlos Tevez cardigan mm-hmm. and look up Google images. And I can't imagine that it's going to be too difficult to find a picture of him in a cardigan. Uh, just loading, loading. 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 I'm excited. Yeah, let me go. Second image, on the left there. That's a cardigan. He's, he's side on half well, so a bit. a nice, bit. he's wearing a cardigan in that picture. It's definitely <laughs> a zip. What? So, I don't know if I call that a cardigan. Well, okay, it's a zip up anyway.
1: Yeah. So no, a... I'm not taking the zip up. Capel ah, would yeah, a... right. This is a capel would wear a zip up. That's more of yes, one, that's but
0: a little bit too too flashy for my taste. Definitely a cardigan. Uh, he's wearing it as a waistcoat, but it is a cardigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. I was going to say that's a cardigan. It is that—that's a very, very definite cable knit cardigan, but it's also not Carlos Tevez in the photo. <laughs> um, anyway, other than that, is he the next Campbell Kappa? Possibly in ten years' time, we might have forgotten that he had to manage a managerial career. Does that count as an answer? Yeah, maybe.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, we will happen. We'll see what happens. Uh, because we have now a coach. Uh, that. He's at uh, Central Cordoba that, that uh, has worked for uh, 10 years ago and then we knew nothing about him and now he's again at the, at the First Division, so mm. we never know. True, yeah. I'll have to wait and see, but
0: um, I'm going for probably not. Probably, uh, yeah, Citizen no. Joseph says, has leg gone behind the paywall? I used to be able to read for free, but recently <laughs> I'm being asked to subscribe yes. so that I can disfrutar sin limites. Uh, enjoy without limits, and it appears I'm limited to reading nothing without this subscription. I mean the first thing I would say is that if you just simply cut Ole out from your reading habits entirely you're not really going to lose anything at all. But La Nación has the same system. Uh, Yeah, and La Nación has the same system and, and as Dan has replied to Joseph on Twitter the incognito window is your friend I know uh, they, they, f- that there are some newspapers in the rest of the world that are a bit more sophisticated with their blocking but if you come across an Argentine, Argentine media obsessed, please do that one, just yeah. click a- any link I want to read on I see now I just right click open an incognito bang yep. um,
1: or if you load up an article I discovered this on the telegraph mm-hmm. if you load up an article and hit the x button just before it finishes loading yeah the text stays up, but it doesn't pass onto the table. Uh, oh, well, I do so that, the window closes. Not the X in the top corner. No,
0: there's it's like an me. X on the I, I know what you meant. You meant the I know, but I'd like to be <laughs> clear about this because
1: I'm a bit of a technological boob. Um, so, yeah,
0: there's a way to do it. Johnny has another question. <laughs> Will Sergio Massa attempt to unseat Sam? Mm. I, I, what does he mean by that? Can somebody explain?
1: Uh, Sergio Massa is now... <laughs> In charge of the sum of political power of Argentina, um, he's the economy, production, and agricultural minister all rolled into one.
0: Yeah, so I- in the middle of a massive global recession involving climate change, no pressure there.
1: Yeah, for now, um, Hande hasn't fallen under his remit, but uh, surely on He a, will only have a, a lot of Paul. work
2: to do, and I don't think he will stand for uh, a
1: I think, yeah. just to be safe, we should say nice things about Tigre.
0: Mm. It's a lovely place. It is. Uh, yep. It's nice to get out of the city sometimes and go there. Yep. Does he have anything to do with the club as well? Should we start saying nice things about the team? Uh,
1: if we get into that, we <laughs> might fall foul of him. So let's, yeah. um, let's leave it at Tigre being a nice place.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, and that's it. Those are all of the questions. Darren yeah. reckons that Johnny might be right about Nahuel Barrios being the best Scorcher of the weekend. Um, Anything else to add, gents? Shall we go to Mystic Sam? Yes. Yes. Super. Right, here's some music. Okay, here are the. just went to what I thought was going to be sofa score for the fixtures and I got pictures of Carlos Tevez wearing various different outfits again. Um, here are the fixtures for this weekend and here's what's going to happen. On Friday night Godoy Cruz host Belis Sarsfield, two teams that we didn't talk about at all this week. I'm Probably sure should get a reason. Going I'm going to say a draw. Tacheres vs Union if it happens of course because as we mentioned oh hang on were we recording or was it no i told you about it you told me Saturday about morning. it before do you want to fearless listen union uh we heading to Cordoba by coach uh this afternoon thursday afternoon um and something has happened to their coach uh it was on the telly earlier i had it on mute so i don't know what happened because my girlfriend was doing some uh, subtitling um but they had pictures of the, uh, the the back lifted up, something had happened to the engine. But it also looked as if the rear bumper had been basically ripped off the vehicle. If
1: only she was subtitling that piece of news, you would have been right yeah, on it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, i been laughing. But yeah, it's basically, well, Union have asked for this match to be postponed because mm-hmm. they're probably not going to get to Cornelius in time uh, for a decent night's sleep. So
1: The coach got smashed up the back by a
0: truck. I see, I was going to... Yes, that was what I was thinking. It looked like it had been re by something massive, so yeah. Um, if it takes place, I'm going to go for an Unión win, but it might very well not. so I don't hold your breath. On Saturday, Argentinos versus San Lorenzo. I think will be an Argentinos win. Estudiantes versus Banfield is looking like a, ooh, a draw. Atlético Tucumán versus Newells is going to be a win for the league leaders. Huracán versus gymnasia is a gymnasia win i think um oh just remember something about gymnasia as well prompt me after i finish uh, doing these predictions to okay. say uh lanus versus albosivi i think is a oof, draw avoid that match. and do avoid that much yes platense versus barraca central is also a draw but probably a slightly more entertaining one uh, Racing versus Tigre is going to be a Racing win Patronato Sorry, massa. Yeah. Patronato versus Boca now I was thinking is Boca away you know it's been home win, away defeat home win, away defeat I was going to go for a, a Boca away defeat here but having seen that they're playing Patronato uh, I have a bit of a dilemma on my hands mm. I'm no I'm, I'm going to stick with it I'm going to go for Patronato to beat Boca in what would be one of the biggest results in their history mm-hmm. uh, River no I'm not, what am I talking, no I'm going to go for Boca to win, <laughs> River versus Sarmiento with another bluta from Marcos Rojo is going to be a River win Defensa y Justicia versus Arsenal is a Defensa y Justicia win Central versus Central just in case that's not clear enough, that is, of course, Rosario Central at home to Central Córdoba de Santiago del Estero uh, is going to be a Rosario Central victory. The Carlos Tevez train is going to continue to careen along the tracks. So that's a deliberate His pun. His career to become Capa. Deliberate pun because they're both named after the same tr- railway. It is the same railway line, isn't it? Yeah. Central Rosario to Córdoba. Yeah. Uh, yes. And Colón versus Independiente is going to be a colon win. And I mentioned that there was something that I've been reminded by by looking at Gymnasia that was that earlier today I saw a quote from Brian Aleman Mm -hmm. uh, saying, uh, in in which he said he claimed that when Diego Maradona was manager of Gymnasia uh, Maradona at one point turned around to him and said Brian if I'd had your left foot I'd have been an amazing football player and I just wanted to bring this up because when i read that quote i realized that brian aleman apparently doesn't know what irony is right or like he can't conceive of somebody being sarcastic because he reported this as if it was like oh yeah no diego was brilliant he, he said really nice things to me yeah. and, i mean I, I think that diego maradona he strikes always struck me as you know that you can say many things about maradona but i don't think that insecurity about his own footballing ability is one of them no I mean, Brian Aleman obviously does, as we've mentioned many times on this podcast before, have a wand of a left foot. But I find it difficult to believe that Maradona was jealous of it.
1: No, I mean, Maradona over the years was, was not shy about putting other footballers above him. I remember he did it with uh, El Trinci Karlovic, with mm. El Magico González. And in his autobiography... And so was, maybe, yeah, maybe Brian Aleman was really better than Maradona.
0: Possibly. But uh, in his autobiography, there's a bit quite near the beginning where he talks about how he, he, when he was a kid, really wanted to be a number five, a deep-lying playmaker. Because he he watched these guys and it was as if they had like a crow's eye view of the pitch. They could see everything as if it was from above
2: and pick out all the passes and like a quarterback. Um, In fact, when when Maradona was the coach of gimnasia, he had also another great uh, player with a great uh, long-distance shot like like Victor Achala, the Paraguayan, mm. and he said, he said that Maradona, the typical uh, thing you say about Maradona, that he t- taught him a lot of things to be better and, on his on his shooting. Mm. So. It seems like, yeah, one thing we can say about Maradona
1: as a coach, one nice thing, because there's probably quite a few not so <laughs> nice things that There, there were many things that we
0: did say about Maradona as a coach. Indeed, but...
1: He does seem to have been a very, very good motivator. Like, That's true, actually. He got idea. people really, really raving to, uh, to play for him. Yeah. And I think it's because of things like that. I mean, you get told that you've got a brilliant left foot, I'd love your left foot by Maradona. Mm. Just fucking floating on clouds for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with um, the, the sentiment that he's a good motivator. I'm just not sure. If I'd been in Brian Alavan's position, then I think I would have probably thought, take him piss. Nah, you just take it. <laughs> <laughs> don't look a gift the cinema I mean I, I'm feeling I, I went to the, the, the pool room uh, last Friday Right. On, on, on my day off and uh, they've reclothed all the tables mm-hmm. which means that they react very very differently and it, it's it's like playing on a totally different surface it's wonderful and I can now screw the ball back the length of the table and it, oh. it feels it's, when you hit it nicely it's fantastic but all the same like if Ronnie O'Sullivan had been there and been like I'd love your cue action mate <laughs> I would have immediately I'd have just thought Fuck off. (laughs) Stop taking the piss. Um, But Brian Animan apparently would be like, yes, I am the greatest football player. I am the greatest snooker or pool player. Um, Anyway, on that note, uh, thank you very much indeed for listening. And goodbye from Andrés. Thank you. Goodbye. From English Town. Goodbye. And from me, thank you, and goodbye.